0: Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated movies not from Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today we'll be discussing the Studio Ghibli feature, Pom Poco. Now, a lot of you know Studio Ghibli as D. The- Japanese animation studio. The one most people respect and adore. Home to Miyazaki classics. Well, I'm not talking about a Miyazaki classic today. I don't know why, but a lot of people I knew who were big anime fans often assumed all Studio Ghibli films were from director Hayao Miyazaki. Nah. This one is from Izao Takahara, and I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. That's the way I heard most people saying it, so that's the way I'm saying it. In any case, the movie is viewed as a classic in its own right. For me, personally, it's honestly one of my favorite Studio Ghibli films. Honestly, one of my favorite anime films, if I'm being honest. Now, Pompoco is about tanuki's. The raccoons quickly disbanded. Or raccoons, according to the English dub. I guess they're from the same family, just different. Look. They're tanukis, but the dub calls them raccoons. I saw the dub, so. I might go back and forth here, okay? I'm gonna try my best to say tanukis, but if I say raccoons at a certain point you know it's you know that, that's what it is that that's all it is so anyways the tanukis are losing land to human development resulting in a war wherein the tanukis use their transformation powers to haunt and fight back against humans all in an effort to gain control of their place again so it's very much an environmental nature versus mantle with some japanese folklore thrown in there and plenty of raccoon nutsacks my raccoon pouch <laughs> i mean pouches yeah you heard me right there's some nu- nutsacks in this movie. Most people who know this movie, even if they've never actually seen it, know it because of the raccoons having nutsacks. I mean, the English dub calls them pouches, but considering it's just the men who have them, and you occasionally see them smaller and as a pair of balls, yeah, those tanukis are rocking ball sacks, which is true to Japanese folklore apparently. To these creatures, the uh, the tanukis transform, yes, but male tanukis can use their nutsacks for special transformations, and you actually see them use them for fighting. So that's nice it's fun it's not as nasty as you'd think it is trust me it's it's funny i mean you'll get a laugh out of it you know immature laughs of course but trust me when i say this it's not as nasty as it sounds and honestly it's still pretty friendly friendly regardless of that but anyways what did i think of this movie which to be honest this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. I've I've never actually uh, gone gotten around to this one before. I've usually... You know, I've made jokes about it because I'm like, Oh, yeah, you know, it's the movie with the raccoon nutsacks. It's the movie with the tanukis bouncing around on their balls. And, you know, you know they, they've made references to this and other things. And I, I've made jokes about it. But, yeah, so this is the first time I'm actually watching it. And, like I said the result was that it's honestly one of my personal favorite studio Ghibli films it's just so nice it, it, it's a, a really good story it's uh like i said before the Tanuki nutsack thing doesn't really factor into the movie as much as you think it would it's, it's not that nasty of a thing but the, the surrounding story the whole point of the movie it, it makes it really it, it's uh it's a really solid uh story i mean Look, I'll be the first to say this, I'm not the biggest fan of Studio Ghibli. I don't think their movies are bad, mind you. I think most of their movies are, at the very least, good. But I've never seen them as, like, the masters of animation like some people do. Certainly, there are some standout stuff that they've done, and, and some of it are, some of the things they have are masterpieces, but, you know, to the point where I'm like, oh, you know, every single one of their movies are unique and masterful and, you know, better than anything else I've ever seen. Nah. I I, I I just cannot see it. I you know like I said I like their stuff you know don't get me wrong but best no sorry guys it's not my not for me you know it's fine if it's for you not I've never been the biggest fan of of all their work they're they're good but you know they're batting at an average is what I'm saying. What is wrong with you? I know some of you want to crucify me for that, but that's how I feel. I mean, look, I'm not saying that I've never been blown away by their stuff. I mean, there are some breathtaking stuff, like, you know, like Spirit of the or or um, Princess Mononoke, which is probably my favorite of the bunch. But to say, like, you know oh, you know, Ponyo or uh, Howl's Movie Castle. No, I mean, you know, they're, they're fine. You know, I I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't diss them. There, there certainly are... Solid, entertaining movies, but nothing too special. And like I said before, if that offends you, I'm sorry, but the same for me. But Pompoco is just a delightfully strange movie that feels very much like a children's fairy tale with the environmental messages thrown in. And it is something that you know older viewers can reflect on because it's not like the movie tries to uh, dumb it down for kids, it, it presents it as is and kids will understand, Certainly, but it's never because it's like, oh, they just dumbed it down and adults are going to be like, oh, that's stupid. No, it it is presented well. And in fact, it presents it well, much more, um, I would say better than than some other movies that I've seen that that present uh, environmental messages. Just because it actually looks at at, at the sides of it, like, you know, like the human side of it, the the animal side of it. I mean, granted, most of it is from the animal perspective, but it doesn't uh, necessarily say like, oh, humans are entirely bad for it. There is a, a character in the movie who, who's called Um Ganta who who hates the humans, but even his views are considered to be like the extreme. And it you know, granted, I'm gonna spoil spoil this eventually, but um, without going into too much detail, Ganta isn't exactly a role model in this movie. Like he jumps into everything head first, and it ends up backfiring. And by the end, yeah, there's no real solution to the movie. And that's not because the movie just decided to be lazy. It's because it, it actually decided to be like, well, realistically speaking, there's not much you can actually do to solve this problem. I mean, it is a problem that's going on now as we speak, even as it was almost 30 years ago when this movie came out. And yeah the movie isn't exactly gonna solve a problem that we're still facing so it's nice to see the movie actually acknowledge that Hey, look humans are gonna continue developing land and the only real solution the only real hope for animals is that we learn to at least create spaces for them you know whether it's parks um National Reserves that kind of stuff to keep them safe, but realistically there's no clear solution and there's no clear way of saying Yes, this is gonna stop everything from going wrong. The movie just hopes that you understand Hey, what you're doing is harmful to, to the environment Maybe consent to do a little less or tend to find something to stop it from being so violent So so dangerous for our environment. That's all we ask and that's all we really need for it And the movie works for that reason and of course, the movie tells the story with the typical animation you would expect from Studio Ghibli. It's impressive. It's the kind of stuff that, yeah, you're, you know, is really beautiful, but not too stand out from Studio Ghibli. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just when you see certain companies, you you expect a certain degree of stuff. Sometimes they'll do something completely different and it'll blow your mind. But sometimes it won't be doing much that you haven't seen from them before. This falls into that. Which is not a bad thing, it it is still impressive animation, but it's kind of like, uh, I would say Disney is a good example of this, where normally speaking, you expect good animation from Disney, so you're not always gonna get top-not, like, you know, something that is incredibly unique, like, you know, Beauty and the Beast is a well-animated movie, it's beautiful, but not one that I would say is incredibly stand out from their 2D library in terms of the animation alone like the movement is nice the coloring is nice there are some great scenes like of course the the dance scene but nothing that you would say like oh yeah that that specifically from that movie it's not just that it's a good looking Disney movie it's that it's a superb looking movie that's where Pompoko is it's all really nice animation none of it is bad none of it is bad but none of it would be stuff that you would say like oh yeah from an animation perspective that's why you have to see this movie except for the way characters transform now granted Studio Ghibli has done other movies that feature transformation stuff like in a spirit away features a lot of um, transformation stuff and that's a later movie I know but just to use an example I would say when you see the raccoons transforming using their abilities Turning it to different people, objects, creatures—that stuff is always beautiful. Like, there's a whole scene where they make like um, a fake parade just to haunt people, but people are, are are enjoying it. And to be fair, it's easy to see why people will enjoy it because it is a really impressive display. I mean, you could just imagine how it would be like from being in that perspective. It is. Just a really incredible sequence. Beyond that, though, and it's just the characters moving around, humans talking to each other. I mean, again, don't get me wrong. It is... Great animation, but nothing stand out. The transformation stuff is really where it's at. Like, I really love the the intro to the movie where you see two warring t- Tanuki factions uh, fighting each other before they decide to to um, fight against humans because they're like, "Hey, look, humans are the real bad guys here, not us." You get a whole scene, uh, you get a whole scene of the Tanukis fighting each other, and they're constantly going back and forth. Like, if they're brave, they turn into bigger, more menacing Tanukis. If they're cowards, they turn into like more cartoonish. Uh, cowardly looking, um, badly drawn tanukis, and that stuff is fun. At times, you actually see them turning into real tanukis, so they go from cartoony. Tanookis to realistic ones all neat stuff I really love that it's just really beautiful animation but again beyond that it's kind of typical for the studio so if you're looking at it from the perspective of well does it look great does it stand out I mean just the transformation stuff which is not a bad thing just don't go expecting it to see like a visual masterpiece every single moment but it's still good because Studio Ghibli I, I know I'm I probably sound bad and I'm r- rambling about this but it, it is something that I just think about when it comes to animation features where unless they're doing something really unique with it it'll look like the standard from that studio don't <laughs> be stupid is your brain playing tricks but it's not only the Tanukis who transform throughout this. It's also the Foxes. It's played. Uh, it's mentioned early on in the story, and they eventually do play a part of this in the movie. And it's kind of interesting because at first you expect them to be like late edition villains, because they're yeah the Tanukis uh, doing this show and a human takes credit for it just because they're like oh well we can you know bump up ticket sales for like this amusement, par- amusement park amusement or whatever it doesn't matter. And a fox comes in and is like oh you know it's the Tanukis, it's the raccoons who are doing it, and you're just like. Oh, this guy's gonna try to backstab him. He's gonna try to throw them under, and it turns out that no, the fox is actually a, not really a good guy. But I guess he is trying to help out uh, help out the Tanukis because he's like, look, we foxes also faced the thing that you guys face. You know, we lo- we were losing our land. People were coming in and you know taking it from us. But we kind of realized like. Well, we could either transform into people and live amongst them and take advantage of that. Or we could fight in a pointless battle that's going to get us nowhere. And he does make it sound appealing to, like, one of the characters. Because there's, like, um, a bunch of different raccoons, like, leader leaders who are, like, masters at transforming. It, you know, the fox tries to sway one of them and is like, hey, look. We know that it's going to suck for the ones who can't transform. But at the very least, you can save the ones that do transform. And it's better to have some lives saved than no lives saved and it's presented you know of course it it is kind of bad but it is kind of acknowledged like look there's not really much options for us because even if we transform and after doing this big performance people do not care they are just going to continue doing what they do what can we do and i I like that because it's again adding to that realistic feel of this it's not trying to create a bs answer to a problem that is still existing to this day it is acknowledging like look sometimes sacrifices can be made and it sucks because people will be lost but there's not much can do if you need to survive and it does even like i've said before acknowledge that look people aren't exactly evil they're just expanding their land because well they can and because people need land and it is presented as a bad thing that they're doing it without care but it's at least acknowledged like there's nothing you can really do about it I mean, you could try to stop it, try to put it somewhere else, but wherever they go, it's going to be damaging some wildlife. So, yeah. The foxes even point this out. Um, And this eventually even leads to where the movie goes and the end, which I'll get to in a bit. Uh, Before that, I just want to point out that you do see... The Tanukis kind of resist the idea. Uh, Gunta, the one of the, the the one I mentioned earlier that you know believes all humans to be bad, does eventually f- uh, force like an all-out war with some of his Tanukis, and that ends up badly for him. It ends up killing him and the rest of his Tanukis, and the only result is like, well, we can't do anything about it. We can use our powers all we want, but we're gonna die in the end. And it's not because they want to be depressing. It's not because they want to uh, tell kids, okay, like, hey, look, don't try. It's because they want to acknowledge, look. The world is hard as it is, there is no way you're going to solve this problem on your own. And we don't expect a cartoon to solve this problem. We just want to present this idea to you that, hey, animals are being hurt. So what can we do and how can we do it where all parties are safe? But of course, there is the problem of not everyone will be safe regardless of all parties being safe. Now, as mentioned way earlier in this, I did see this in the English dub. I just didn't realize there was a Japanese option on HBO Max. Oops. I recommend that you watch it in its original language, but that being said, if you do choose to watch it in English, just know that the message comes out all right. It is still, for the most part, fine. Like at first I thought, cause there was a narration from a Maurice LaMarche and look, I love Maurice LaMarche and you know, it's always nice to hear him uh, talk. To, talking this. I was kind of like, okay, come on. That, that's not really necessary to the story. And at times it does feel a little necessary. At times it feels kind of nature documentary-like or kind of like a fable. But for the most part, I was like, You could probably delete that. And that was probably a thing they added for American audiences just because this was a weird movie. Then I tried watching it in the the Japanese dub. I mean, the Japanese language, not dub. And, yeah, it turns out that the narration is also there in that one. So, my bad. The narration, I think, English or Japanese probably isn't necessary and for the most part is kind of useless like it is a nice touch at times and like i said look i i can't complain about hearing maurice LaMarche uh uh talking anything i mean you know he's a good voice voice actor so i i can't really complain that being said Maybe it could have been toned down a little bit. Maybe it could have been used a little less. It's not really all that necessary. And it really doesn't add a whole lot that would have been missed if you had removed them. But yeah, watching it in the English dub, not a bad choice. I get it. Some people don't like reading. And to be fair, I can really get it when it's something visual like this. Where it's like, look, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going on in the screen. And you kind of want to soak all that in. So having the the little subtitles kind of throws that off sometimes. I get it. I don't necessarily agree, but I get it. I prefer watching stuff in the original language just because it's usually, um... I would to say best in that way because sometimes I know that... That the dubs try really hard and they do it really well um this one does it fine it's not bad not not exactly you know, great but not bad i i do appreciate that it's mostly just voice actors in this one clancy brown is probably the best voice in here you know as gunta it's just really great stuff and you know it's always badass to hear clancy brown but yeah it's not exactly one that's it's not exactly a choice i make i i, I tend to prefer going with the japanese just because like i said it's better to just hear it originally it, it, it's usually more coherent that way it's usually as intended that way because sometimes when they have to localize certain things, they will change certain dialogue, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You have to make it uh, understandable, and they do that with subs as well. But sometimes the message gets a little too far. They they mess with it a little too much. So that's why I prefer hearing it in the original language. That way, I'm getting the message as close enough to the originally intended versus a dub where they'll change a thing or two. Tanuki to, to raccoon, which not that big, but it, it's still something. I mean, part of the big thing is that since all the folklore is specifically tied to Tanukis. uh when you hear about with raccoons even if it's the same family it's not exactly the same it's it'd be like saying a dog is the same as a wolf which technically speaking yes but once you start doing like the whole dog um you know a man become you know you're not gonna have a man become a weird dog you're gonna have them become a werewolf you know just for a really random example and and that's kind of why i prefer you know the whole you know like i said japanese but if you're going to watch it in, in English, yeah, it's fine, you know, like I said, I enjoyed it, it was done well, I, I like that it's mostly voice actors, and the message comes out, most mostly alright, I mean, they, they tell you up front like, hey, okay, this is bad, the movie ends off with uh, a character, with the Sanuki's essentially integrating it to the human uh, world, except for the ones that can't transform, those are pretty much left out in the wild, but they do provide some hope by saying, like, hey, okay, look, they built some parks, they built some reserves, uh, not all of it is effective to all of them, so there is some danger to it, and for some Raccoons it just never um never arrived on time. It, it, it you know it came too late for them. So there is a bit of a bittersweet um, taste to it. I mean they even acknowledge like hey look some of the tanukis that are humans are selling out the land. Like they're like hey look since we know where land was we can use it to our advantage now that we're you know pretending to be humans. So it, it's kind of dark, uh but at the same time it allows for some hope by saying hey look it's not so bad. Some of them will live on. Uh, the main character Chokashi is living as a nice human, and he occasionally goes, you know, back to see his old friends that couldn't transform. The movie ends with a, a fourth, the fourth wall breaking with one of the friends being like, hey, look, it ended off well for us, but keep in mind, there are other animals who can't transform, you know, birds, you know, frogs, whoever, they can't transform, so, you know, maybe consider, you know, implementing more stuff to keep things safe, that way these guys don't get hurt the way we were in much worse degrees. So, th- that's really all nice and cute. Um, look, I, I don't know what us to say uh, pom is a really beautiful animated feature with incredible themes and messages about the environment that still ring true to this day which is why i'm glad that they didn't really come up with a fake solution to a problem that is still ongoing because that kind of stuff comes off really hollow in movies you know automatically that look that's not how it's going to work out in in the real world what you're doing is just it's just a bunch of lies it's a bunch of fairy tale it's not going to work so i appreciate that it injected that little bit of reality into this and while yes, I know at the end of the day, most people will remember this movie just because of the nut sack stuff. I just want to say, if you've never seen it, give it an actual watch. You know, you'll you'll still laugh about the fact that, you know, here's some Tanukis running around bouncing on their balls. But at the very least, you'll understand, like, hey, look, this is actually smarter than what I thought it would be. It's not as nasty as I thought it would be. It is a really sweet movie and a really touching movie with a good message that'll make us think about, hey, what if we can work things out to make things better? And of course, there's no guarantee that we will fix the problem unfortunately the world we live in sucks but you know hey and if enough people think about it enough people fight on it someday the the peaceful world they they want will come and I know that sounds cheesy I know that sounds lame but what else can you expect from me it's honestly like I said before my favorite uh well not my favorite but one of my favorite Studio Ghibli movies it's just a really powerful movie Pumpko- Pumpoko is cute it's funny it's dark it's sad but overall, it's, it's just a good example of a Studio Ghibli film that I really dig. And yeah, that's all I can really ask for. Thank you for listening. This has been Octaviano Macias here on I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse. If you enjoyed this, support me on Patreon on www.patreon.com. That's S-A-I-C-A-M-S. www.patreon.com. Again, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. It's like rabbits and badgers. They can't transform, so where do they go?